Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. In this episode, we talk about the impact that the global pandemic has had on our drinking habits, and we also let you know we've recently cracked open in our What's Cracking segment and give you our thoughts on some of our favorite quarantine pours. Okay, let's get it. Okay, brothers, welcome Black. This is episode two of the Black and Brown podcast. Oh, yeah. And, and we've been having some issues, but we're here to make it happen. Yeah. Shout out yes, to, sir. Shout out to COVID. COVID. COVID trying to keep us down, man, but, you know, we're going to push through that. Yeah, for the people out there listening, man, we had a few hurdles we had to jump over to get into the studio because we are podcasting from three separate locations, like we said, because of the coronavirus. That's we're correct. trying to happen. The studios are set up in a way to let us see each other, but we can't be in the proximity of each other. So shout out to each other. We all got our glasses. Raise them up. Cheers, brother. Cheers. People's choice. The mic is yours. What are you drinking, sir? <clears throat> Yo, what's up, fellas? I mean, first off, I've been so excited to get back at Me Black and Brown podcast since yes, the first, first episode. Here, here. And tonight, to celebrate episode two, I'm drinking New Riff Single Barrel. Mm. My 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 other plug, my other bourbon plug, no offense, I don't wanna, the original. I'm not going to be jealous. Major plug. But, but my, other, my, my other bourbon plug stopped through Kentucky, man, and stopped at a store and got me this nice store pick from, I think it's called Westport Wine and Whiskey. Mm. And it is fire. Drop that stunt, Westport Wine. <laughs> so, what are y'all drinking? What are y'all boys having? So right now I am drinking the Weller Antique 107, one of my faves since I've opened it since the quarantine. Um, this is like one of my one of my go-to bottles. And I also have a bottle of Uncle Nears that I just cracked open last night. Um, so I wanted to bring that to the podcast. Mm. So, um, so I'm going to start out with the Weller. Yeah. You know, you know how we do it. And then I'm going to go to the Uncle Nearest. Start with the Ichi. <laughs> uh, Ichiro, baby. So here, that, that, uh, that single. Going to steal yeah, second. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so I got in my camp over here, I got some Widow Jane straight bourbon whiskey, aged 12 years in American oak. And the funny thing is, Although Kentucky started the process, everybody else is stunting on how to make bourbon. So this right. joint is out of uh, Rosedale, New York. Okay. What? Yes. And they have some limestone mines up in Rosedale, New York, that they get in this nice water from. So this baby so is Kentucky mine. doesn't have the, um, I guess, the market on the limestone? Is limestone no, no. other places? It's just got to be made in America. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, so just like one of our cousins suggested, I'm drinking this right on the edge of a hundred proof baby neat. Wow. He's getting there. If our cousin is out there listening, AP, I'm taking your advice, daddy. It's neat and it's nice. <laughs> Yo, first off, why, why are you giving that the, those shouts out to AP? Because I was the one on episode one. Yes, sir. Rewind the tape. I know. I was the one that said 100 proof is the way to drink it. It's a learn- Come on, man. I'm giving you your propers. Okay. Choice, AP. I'm giving you your propers. Yeah, I'm keep it short. All right. My man. So, so, since, so since episode one, this Uncle Nearest is 100 proof. And oh. it is so good, neat. It is so good, neat. 
is so sweet. Um, I guess that whole maple char coal, uh, I guess filtering process they do, you know, that they do, um, mm-hmm. it is really good. I like it. So for anybody out there who listened to episode one and has basically followed along with us, I guess I was wrong on a few points. I got to throw out there real quick. First off, I got to apologize to A. Smith Bowman Distillery. They are not a brewery. And I apologize for that because I kept right. calling it that in the podcast. Even when I went back to listen to it, it makes me cringe, right? Right. And uh, <laughs> it was so dumb, dude. I felt so bad. I was like, yo, Choice, why didn't you get me, man? You know? <laughs> <sighs> and you then, had beer on I mean, that, right? that first episode was so organic, man. So yeah. we just was, uh, you know, we were all in the same room enjoying each other's right. company. So yeah. It is what it is, brother. So a quick, we're not perfect, right? A quick recap. So last episode, we we uh, compared some bottles to Wu Tang. Any final thoughts before we start discussing how things have been changing during the pandemic? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I was just gonna say while while uh, the Silverback enjoys that M E T H O T man man. <laughs> so I, I'll just say <laughs> it was really cool, man, to see all the fans and, and followers and listeners that 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 reached out. And gave their comparisons. So there was a lot of debate on yeah. our IG about which bottle was which. You know, a lot of a lot of people said Method Man should be Blanton's. And, right, right. Yeah. So that was cool, yeah. man. That was very nice. Uh, I loved it. I got to tell you, I'm a little shook at the response we got. You know, initially I said only five people were going to listen. I, I thought it was only just us three and maybe our significant people. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, <laughs> at, at last count, I think we had like something like a thousand, over a thousand followers on Instagram. And let me shout out, I mean, for real. Yeah, I, it was I, very nice. I'm amazed. It's cool that people are trying to be on the same page and we are trying to figure it out with us because I guess a little bit, we're kind of guiding them down the path we've already walked down. You know what I mean? Right. But the feedback they're giving us. <laughs> Kind of dope too, just like the suggestion with Delvin that likes his his uh, bourbon neat at a hundred proof. Other people are out there, same reason, and it makes sense when they explain it to you in their terms. Bill, what are your thoughts on the last episode? Any, any final thoughts? Um, no, man. I thought I thought it was you know uh, we did our thing on on it, and and I was so happy that um, other people got what we were trying to put down. Um, it was very refreshing to see some of the comments. Very refreshing to see some of the likes and some of the conversations that we had, uh, especially when everyone was trying to, uh, you know, give their own interpretation of what they thought who um, represented, um, you know, from the Wu-Tang distillery, which yeah. bottle was which member. Um, that was very nice to see. So, um, nah, man, it was it was good stuff. It was good stuff. But can you imagine, say, in the future, we all end up at one barbecue, ah, the convos just around yeah. that. would <laughs> be sir. fun. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Oh man. So that's a good segue. So, so now that we're in this situation and we had that little hurdle getting started on episode two, you know, right. the COVID papers. I mean, what's everybody doing <laughs> while you locked down in quarantine? I mean, how's it change your drinking habits? Are you drinking more? Are you saving bottles? Are you going through your cheap <clears> stuff <throat> and cocktails? Talk right. to me. Fellas. Yeah. So, so at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, I, I had a few unicorn bottles that I had in my, in my collection. So I was trying to save those, you know, quarantine. Then I was trying to save a, you know, bottle for my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I had a bottle of um, E.H. Tato single barrel. And I also had a bottle of this um, Wella uh, 107. 
So I've been drinking that. So my drinking habits during the quarantine hasn't really changed much. Um, I'm not drinking a lot, but I'm drinking more quality stuff. So I may have a cocktail or two, maybe five, six uh, days a week. <laughs> Yeah. But but I don't but I don't really get it you know I, I don't really go past maybe a taste and a half um, right. I you know I have one good taste and then I kind of keep it moving because um, you know usually maybe a weekend I would go maybe three in or whatever per an evening but right now I'm just doing like maybe one maybe one and a half doing uh, you know per night to kind of you know settle down from the day because you know my commute went from thirty minutes. To 30 seconds walking down the hall because I've been working from home the entire time, so um, so I don't have to fight the traffic. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty much 100 percent working from home, which has been nice. I got a quick question though before before Delvin takes over the mic and tell us how his things have changed. What's what's a taste and a half? I mean, how are we measuring that taste and a half? So I have so I have a shot glass. It's about an ounce and a half. Okay. So I usually my taste are like an ounce and a half. And on my second taste, I usually maybe do like an ounce. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Delvin, Delvin, what about you, Choice? Bruh. You know, we, <laughs> we, got three ki- we got three kids over here, man. So I got three too, brother. Man, the, the beginning of the quarantine was rough. Because, you know, we not in addition to our day jobs, we also had to start teaching mm-hmm. our kids, mm-hmm. right? And so by the, end of the, by the end of the night, bruh, it was like, yo, pour me a dram. And let's get it popping. So um, for me, you know, I have a scale where I measure out my pours. You know, I have shot glass or whatever, but when I want to get specific with the recipe, I throw my glass on the scale, measure it out and go that route. And plus, plus me and my girl like to drink cocktails every now and then. So the old fashions or say a New York sour or an Indian summer, I hook those up. But like tonight, I'm going neat. And that's usually the way I finish an evening. Yeah. Yo, what's the Indians? Yo, so I, I can't shout out the distillery. The distillery it comes from. It's up here in Boston, right? I can I can show you okay. I can show you where the recipe can be found. And for anybody listening, uh, we'll put that in the comments on an Instagram story for you guys. But an Indian summer is made with uh, just straight up corn whiskey. So the White Dog and Hudson Bay has a nice one. So in a shaker mm-hmm. with a little bit of, um, do I want to say herbs? It depends on the herbs you want, but some is like mint. You put some stuff in there, you muddle it up with some honey, some apple cider, put the bourbon in there, shake it, pour it. It's fire. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds dope. It's really good. We'll, we'll put it up on the stories. I'll, I'll make one, I'll put it up, you know, and let our social media expert work their magic. <laughs> That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, I, I didn't, I didn't finish my thoughts. So at the beginning of the quarantine, we got, we got off at like, you know, we were hitting, hitting it every night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the only one. We, and then something like a transition happened where, you know, I started doing internet searches on bourbon. Yep. I started hunting. And once you start the hunt and you're trying to get like really good allocated, hard to find bottles, mm-hmm your consumption goes down right? because as you get more quality stuff, you're not drinking it as much. So, you know, my drink is hard to find peaked at the, in, in March and April. And now right now, you know, I don't really hardly drink at all. 
So, so basically, you saying you still haven't opened those bottles of Weller? Is what you're telling me? No, uh, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't opened the Weller, but you got to give me props. After the last episode, you guys staged the intervention, which was the first, the first intervention to get somebody to open a bottle and drink it. Right? Yeah, yeah right. Was exactly. You would think yeah. we so get I, you from not drinking. So. So I opened the Elmer and we we toasted a dram to my man's 50th. So how was that though? What'd y'all think of the Elmer? I wanted more. Yeah, the Elmer was really <laughs> the Elmer was really good. And um I saw you smooth took that bottle with you when he whenever you left too. <laughs> oh, fudge <fuck laughs> <you. laughs> oh, yo. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Did you notice that he didn't let anyone pour that? He poured oh, no, it no. and then he held it. And then, and then he, he left. Yeah, he yeah. Capped it, and then he took off. Oh my god, Bruh, it's funny. I I couldn't I couldn't let you pour it because you might have touched the rim. You know we in. A, oh no no no! In, I, I get know, it. No, I get we it. We in a global pandemic. Yeah, dog. I get it. No, I so, get it, bro. I just was. I just <laughs> I just was noticing that you took it with you. So the funny thing, man, when we were talking about doing the show, I, I pulled some stats. I wanted. To, I was curious about the numbers, like how much people are actually stocking up on because all you saw before all this happened was like toilet paper here you know toilet paper there and i was like people are going to be at home i know they buying liquor so they said in march sales were up 55 percent yo yeah. you know what i mean yeah. people stockpiling alcohol yeah like nobody i mean who i guess if you're a drinker you would think of that if you don't know what's going to happen you're going to be locked down or whatever you want to get those bottles but 55 percent that's crazy Yep. In terms of revenue, you know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. I think I think that's right, man. Because when when people started buying up all the hand soap, my first <laughs> thought was, "Yo, what were y'all doing before coronavirus? Y'all weren't washing your hands, right? They nasty. That's nasty, <laughs> real nasty, <clears throat> right? And then the run, and then the run on toilet paper was even more weird. Like what? I mean, so what? What was happening? So the liquor makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't see it, man. So yeah. excuse me. Sorry about that. That that widow Jane is beautiful. Anyway, yeah. So let's ride, let's ride into uh our what's cracking segment. You know what I'm saying? What are you cracking during quarantine? What good bottles have you had so far? What what have you like maybe tasted that you're not gonna drink anymore until after it's over where you can share with, say, when your boy comes down from like, you know, New England? What you saving from me? So what I cracked during quarantine, my favorite pour during quarantine was from Bullet. And it was the Bullet Blender Select. Mm. And the reason the reason I found this is because the uh, there's a sister that actually did the blending on this on this whiskey. So okay. uh, a sister named Ebony Ebony Major. Mm. She got the same name as Wifey, but she spells it with an I. My wife spells hers with a Y. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna tell you something, man. Like I, the it's hard. It's a little hard to find because it was a it was a special release, but. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a pour, and I'm telling you, man, it was it was fantastic. I mean, red fruit all around. Very nice. So yeah, so um, I opened uh, this Heaven Hill has a bottle and bond seven year uh, bourbon that I opened up, and um, I've had uh, only maybe maybe two or three tastes from it. Um, so I said I was going to say because I haven't been able to find another bottle. So I think that's been you know our. Our, uh, I guess our motto: you don't really drink it until you get another bottle. Um, so, so yeah. So I'm, I've been saving that one. So you didn't open it. I did. 
I did open it, but I oh, you did. I did open it, and I only had maybe two tastes from it. But the, the, okay, yeah. So the thing is, um, I haven't been able to find another bottle of it, so that's why I kind of fell off from it. Because um, you know, until I get another bottle, I don't want to go deep into it. Because you never know when you won't get it again. No doubt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all there? Yeah, I'm yeah. Here. Yeah, I was I was letting it marinate. I mean, that was profound. Like, you don't want to drink it all because you never know when you're going to get it again. You I never was know thinking, you're going to get it again. I was thinking about my stash right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? You never know, man. Because, you know, I mean, that hunt is real, man. That hunt, I mean, looking for bottles. Um, I know you guys are, you know, are like me. We're on different websites. We're looking who has bottles. Um, sending out family members, sending out cousins, sending out <laughs> friends. <laughs> To stand Plug. in line to go try to get bourbon. So um, mm-hmm. that hunt is real, dude. So whenever you come across a good bottle and you only have one of it, it's tough to try to go in deep on it because you don't know when you'll get it again. And and um, and, and you would hate to, um, you know, just, uh, you know, not have it. Just let me give you a public service announcement for, for all the bourbon hunters out there. Just be careful what site you order your bourbon from because oh yeah you know i i yeah <laughs> i had a late night one night i had a couple of uh blantons <laughs> and uh and uh and I, you know i decided to start hunting bourbon on the internet and i i found me a bottle of stag jr you ready for the price bro ready for, ready. Like, for like 69 dollars oh they knew you were coming yeah I, so I, so you know, I put my PayPal in, and that was uh, that was three weeks ago, and I'm still waiting on that stack. So wow, yeah, they got wow. me. that's crazy. They got me. That's crazy. Wow. So what's the so what's the um so what's I mean so what's going on with it now? I mean where I mean where where's it staying now? Have you got your credit card company on it? Have they? No, nah, man. I, I submitted I submitted a claim through PayPal. They said the seller has like sixty days to reply. Sixty days for why he. For why he didn't, you know, deliver the goods like the plug always does. Right. And um, whoa, what? You know, so I'm still waiting. Why did Major get thrown? Because the plug always, <laughs> the plug always comes. That's yeah. our motto. That's our motto. Always <laughs> <laughs> come through. Wow. The, I'm telling you. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I, bit. I actually ordered um, some <clears throat> bourbon from the SoCal Wine Spirit out of California. And um, I actually found some Weller Special Reserve from them, and they had liter bottles for sixty nine dollars. So I got two liter bottles from them, and they came right away. And I thought you got got because I thought that was like, yes. too good to be but true. They, they, <laughs> so you know, I'm yeah, no, man. So so think about this, man. They had the the liter bottles for sixty nine bucks. They had the seven fifties for twenty nine dollars. Hey man, I I mean I don't think people are writing this down. You got to say that website again because these are gems we're giving these yeah, people. Yeah, so it's called SoCal you know I mean? Wine and Spirit. Are you looking at the website right now? I am looking at it. Yep, SoCal Wine and Spirits. Can you order me something? Um, ain't much left, man, because everything else is out of stock. <laughs> See, people have been paying attention during COVID and they're getting those bottles. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, because whenever. Um, because when I went there, I, I think I hit, I think I hit Devin up. I hit another friend of mine up. I mm-hmm. said, "Hey, I'm, you know, go ahead and put an order in." Because it was only like twenty dollars shipping, so it wasn't too bad. Um, on two bottles, two liter bottles, and they, I mean, they came right away. I mean, I got yep. them. Yeah, I got them on. I think I ordered it on like a Thursday, and then they were here on Monday. So. That's a great deal. 
Yeah, very good deal. So if anyone cares, I mean, what I've been drinking during quarantine is kind of like blending my own bottles. You know, I get some different bottles up here around the way. I get some New England choices. So we talked about the Putnam Rye in episode one. That one yes, is sir. sitting firmly at 122. Delvin, you had a chance to taste it when I was down the way. You know, it, it hits like a hammer. Lays you down like, a, like a soft Tempur-Pedic. Yeah. So anyway, I've been mixing that with Michter's American Whiskey. And um, so the Putnam is 122, the Mictors is 83.4. So, you know, that's that's a nice mix. Yeah. Now, my my sommelier dealing with bourbon said you get a nice chocolate spicy taste from it. Right. I didn't I didn't get that, but it was very warming. And <laughs> seriously, I mean, dude, it wasn't it wasn't like that 122 to hit. It kind of mellowed it out with that American whiskey in it. It was great. But the favorite bottle I've had, and you go, you go get me for this, is the Michter Sour Mash. And that's oh. just around 86.4%. But the yeah, thing about Michter it, Sour Mash is really good. Yeah, man. But the cooking me, you know, the, you know, the little hobby, because it's got that, that sourdough and they use that to carry over for the next barrel they make. The flavor is just uncomparable, man. If anybody <laughs> can get that Michter Sour Mash, dig into that. Michter's is an old distillery, but it's been reworked and doing some great work. And yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody else, but that's our from, uh, from uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania somewhere, and they moved yeah. it to Kentucky, right so down to I, Louisville. Yeah. yeah, so I always thought the sour mash meant that um, the the dominant grain is it like so, like you know, say like you know, bourbon is fifty one percent corn. Yep, I, I always thought sour mash was because there's no dominant grain, so it's like forty five percent corn. 45%, you know, rye. So I didn't, you know, that's what I thought sour mash meant. Honestly, I had no idea going into it, but what I read about it is they take <clears> some <throat> and use it in the next batch. So uh, it's like when you make sourdough bread, how you take a starter and you keep it going for the next batch. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. So, so yeah. that flavor and funk, if you will, <laughs> is, is continuing on. And it's, I mean, it, if people have tried it, I'm sure they'll tell us in the comments that they've had it. If not, I recommend finding it because where I'm at, the bottles aren't that expensive. And and I've been stupid because like when like we were talking about when you go out and you see that bottle and you don't get it because you're like, hey, it's always here. I got to change that mindset because at some point it might be in a shortage, bro. And just looking at Delvin's wall back here because we're in a Zoom conference. This brother got that beautiful Sazerac rye on his wall. It looks like wallpaper is so much. I'm telling you. It, it must be nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it looks like somebody's been busy doing quarantine, man. That uh, yes. your your bourbon room is very nice, dude. Yeah, if you can't see, I mean, I mean, we're trying to get a picture. We may even try to record it, but his bourbon room is fire. Just imagine yeah. for a young lady, if you were in a shoe store and somebody said, "Go buy all the red bottoms you wanted," or if you're a golfer and dude said, "Here, you can have this set of PXGs." You you get the meaning. <laughs> it's nice. It's very nice. I, I feel like I got my own liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my, it help it helps when you have a wife that's handy and likes doing arts and crafts because she just she built it for right. me. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, man, she but, did an awesome job. But does she drink bourbon as well, Delvin? You know what? She she actually gained an appreciation for bourbon because we we have some really good friends, uh, some college friends from Kentucky. Shout out to the Ruffins. Oh, there you go. Shout um, out. And 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 they live in Louisville. And so the last time we went to visit them in Louisville, we went on a couple of distillery tours. We went to um, um, Old Forester. Mm-hmm. And you know, my wife is the type of person that appreciates process. Yeah. 
And so when she got a chance to see that bourbon is not just, you know, liquor and booze, it's actually a process yeah. and an art form. Yeah, that, dude, for real. She, truly gained an, she gained an appreciation. Yeah. So she's all in on my hobby. You know, she can't really taste the caramel yet, but she's getting there. Oh, nice. Very <laughs> nice. You know, what's funny is like when we were watching, uh, I think a week ago, we were watching Marianne do an interview on Instagram. And I never yeah. thought about this. I don't know if you guys knew it, but about letting your bourbon breathe, like pouring it in your glass and yeah. letting it sit there for 30 minutes to warm up to room temp. And even though your bottles are sitting at room temp, but when you pour it in your glass and it's breathing, right. dude, it's such a difference in what I can taste when I'm drinking it now. Right. And um, one bottle I want to tell you about. So I bought that Russell's Private Reserve unfiltered single barrel, right? 110 proof. When I popped a bottle on it, dude, I swear to God, smoke came out of the bottle. Wow. I have a picture. <laughs> I opened it because I was standing there and wifey was like, what was that? I was like, did you see that smoke? And it was smoke coming up like smoldering. Like, dude, it was like lightning in a bottle. I'm not bullshitting. Why? You. I don't Why do you know. Think that happened. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. No that's, that's I, don't know, I don't know if it's how they bottled it and the pressure, but I'll, I'll send you the picture. We'll get our social media plug to put it up uh, on the site so people can see it. But I, I was amazed, and it for one ten. <laughs> I mean, listen, for one ten, you know what we get from the Weller one hundred seven. What I'm getting from this Widow Jane is a little bit above the Weller, the smoothness, but a little bite. I get some cinnamon, a little vanilla. Man, I don't know. But that 110, it's a competitor, man. Yeah. It's a competitor. And you yeah. drink it neat. I drink it neat, man. Yep. Wow. Yep. My man. Yeah. So no. um, I have some Russell single barrel as well. And um, I've been putting keys in it, but it's like 110. It's really good, though. I, yeah. I really like it. So it's, it's not it's not the unfiltered joint like you got, but um, this is it's, it's really good, though. I'm beginning to think I might have an addiction, but what gives me comfort is I have a nice support system. Right. I got you guys right. yep. and like a thousand right. people who are going to look at <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I think I'm addicted. And, and, I'm, and by, I'm addicted to the hunt, man. I'm addicted to, you know, going to the store, um, yeah. you know, running up on unicorn bottles and you know and coming out with it um it's just it's just really nice to go and you know talk to the people behind the counter and you know let them know that you you know you kind of know what you're talking about i'm not saying i'm an expert at, by any means but uh, yeah. uh but it's very nice to ask for bottles that they say oh yeah okay yeah i i see where you are and they kind of you know trying to talk to you or trying to you know steer you like hey have you tried this have you tried that Right. Um, a, lot, a lot of times you don't know where that's coming from because you don't know if they're getting a kickback or they're trying to sell you a bottle. They're trying to move on you, but uh, but it's really True. nice to go go to a store and come out with with a unicorn or you know something that you haven't seen in a while. What is it like? Um, so are there any suggestions you can give a new bourbon drinker? Like any groups around their way? Say, I know you say going in and talking to the purveyor and say, hey. You know, I'm interested in bourbon. What can you start me <clears> off? <throat> Introductory bottles and stuff like that. Choice, what you got? You got something on that? So, so the first thing I would say is um, if you are trying to find allocated bourbon, right? If you're trying to find the hard to find stuff, you you have to go to the inner city liquor stores, right? Word. You got to go to the, and if you are in a state that's ABC, like, like North Carolina, where we are, it's alcohol beverage control. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stores are the same pretty much, but what you'll find is that the bourbon drinkers are not in the inner city. That those are your Henny drinkers, right? They drinking that. They looking yeah. for Remy Martin and, and, and Hennessy. Right. So if you go to those stores, that's the place where you just go find a bottle of, uh, Eagle Rare just sitting behind the counter. Nobody wants it. Now. Right. That's where right. we found that very old Barton. Yeah. City. 
Yeah. yeah. And um that's where I found my last bottle of uh of Blanton's. It was in it was in uh off of uh um that ABC store off of Wilkinson Boulevard in Charlotte. You know what? In real yeah, talk, I, I I didn't know that's what ABC stood for. I'm I'm being honest. <laughs> really? I, <don't> know. <laughs> I did not know that's what that stood for. Wow. Yo, you were today years old when you found out what ABC stood for. Me for real, yeah. You know, because wow. up here in New England, and, and let me tell you, so this is a little bit off topic, but in New England, everything is different than what you would normally think it is, right? So liquor stores up here aren't called liquor stores. They're called packies, right? Pack, like, like a packer store? Yeah, exactly. But it's called the packy. So if anybody's saying they're going to the packy, that's where they're going. Oh, wow. To- Sure. Yeah, it's wild, dude. It took so, it took some getting used to, but that's New England, man. You know, yeah, that's crazy. It, it's weird, man. You know, so um, dang, I lost my train of thought, man. I I can't, so, you know, I, I lose focus when I'm sipping nice bourbon. So so I had a question. So you know, we all had our favorite quarantine pours. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you had the. Uh, so tell tell me what you had again, and tell me how many black fish you give it. Let's give it a oh, rank for my bottles. Yes, sir. you know we, we've gone back and forth about the black fish. I don't. Maybe we should put it out to the people who listen and the people who follow the show on how we should rate them. I mean, because we might be kind of biased on what we think it is. Right. So we're gonna do the one to five scale. I think one to we five, should right? one to five. Okay. So with my sour mash, I got to give that a, a four, even though it's low proof. But I'm giving it that based on the flavor and what I get from it, because I could sip that joint all day until I fall. Right. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Um, the the mix. I can't really grade the blend because I'm blending two nice quality bourbons. I could probably give it a three and a half fists. With the Putnam and the okay. whiskey. So that's there. I can't grade the Russells yet because I haven't drank enough of it. Maybe by episode four, I'll have something for you. Word. What yeah. about you, Silverback? Yes, yeah, sir. So, um, you know, the Weller, you know, I've been raving about it since I've opened the bottle. So, you know, that, that definitely got me. I got to get a four and a half on that guy. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, that extra half is is, is really good. I haven't really had, I'm, I'm saving that five for when I get a, get a bottle of Pappy. You know, um, I might, I might, I might have bumped that five. I mean, I would probably give that well of that five. Nah, dude, it's it's four and a half. So, um, and then the uncle nearest, um, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to give that a three, three and a half. Um, it's a little bit sweet, sweet, um, sweeter for for my taste. Um, it's smooth, um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 really sweet. So I, I want to give that a three and a half. So. And which uncle nearest was that? This is the 1856. So doing a little research about, you know, this is a very a brand new distillery. I think they want to, I want to say they opened up around 27, 2016. Mm-hmm. And so they have three, three different offerings. Um, 1820, which is a single barrel. 1856, which is this, um, uh, the, the one I'm drinking now. And then they have an 1884, which is a small batch. Um, so at, I'm sorry, the, this is a single barrel, the 1856, the 1820 is going to be the castron. So that's going to be, um, it's going to be like, um, like 108 plus proof coming out the barrel. So, so what is the significance of the dates? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I've seen uncle nearest, yeah. but I kind of know a little bit about it. Right. I don't know the story. So the 1820 was when he was born and when they say he was born, I guess the record showed that he was born. So that's the 1820 bottle. The 1856 is when they say that Jack Daniels came to the farm whenever he was the master distiller for a, a, a minister. 
Um, mm. So when he was on the farm, you know, distilling spirit, Jack Daniels came onto the farm. They said that was 1856. And 1880. Wait, wait, wait. You said, you said, you said master or you said master distiller? Master distiller. He was not. <laughs> oh, okay. He was, okay. he was, okay. he was okay. yeah. So he was, you know, <laughs> the story is the dude was in slavery, um, making, making spirits. Um, he was, he was in slavery. Um, and so, and then um, in 1865, of course, they eradicated slavery. So he, um, but he became the first master distiller African-American for Jack Daniels distillery because he bought the distillery from the, from the minister. And then in 1884, they said that's when he retired from making spirits. So was he, wow. was he, um, so do you think they're still using his recipe, making some bourbons today? Well, they're definitely using his process because apparently he is the godfather of Tennessee whiskey. That whole mm. maple, that whole maple charm, uh, uh, charcoal filtering process. Yeah. He came up with that. Um, and they said that actually came to America from West Africa, because that's how uh, they purify uh, their water in West Africa. So he did that process with the bourbon and, you know, to the bottle. So they don't do it into the barrel. They do it from the barrel into the bottle. So that's everything how they we filter. touch is yeah. fire. Yes, everything sir. we touch. So, so yeah. that's, I mean, that's, so that's the story. So he's actually, and that's how, and that's the difference between Tennessee whiskey from Kentucky bourbon, that that whole charcoal filtering process through the maple, the maple charcoal. I was today years wow. old. Wakanda forever, for real. <laughs> we are black excellence. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that was a very neat story nope. to read about too. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a that's a dope story, man. I, I need to get me some awful nares. Um, yeah, what's the, yeah. What's the proof on that nares? Proof? It's a hundred proof, dude. And I've been drinking it neat, so I'm trying to get to oh, wow. uh, choice choice land, trying to get to where he was, to where he My is. Man. So um, so yeah, it's a hundred, dude. But you know, it's sweet. So you really. It doesn't feel a hundred, so um, I can't say that you know I'm gonna drink everything a hundred neat. But this is um, this is pretty good. This is so. What's the what's the black fish scale? Was it get uh, three and a half? Three and a three half. half. Wow. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. All right, choice. Right. What you got on your bourbons? All right. So real quick before I before I give you a rating on this uh, this bullet blender select. Have y'all noticed? Because you know y'all we talking about Uncle Nearest and make me think about old black guys. You ever talk to an old black man? Like, have y'all noticed that, uh, <laughs> like, we we we'll we'll drop the s on a word, but we'll add an s on a word that don't have an s. <laughs> like, Yo, man. like, like, I I was talking to an old guy the other day, and he was like, "Man, you got some of that Blanton? Not Blantons. It's Blanton, right?" And then <laughs> and then you add an s, Weller. I'm like, man, that Weller's is good. I'm like, nah, bro, it's just it's just Weller. <laughs> Man, that Weller's. Anyway, all right. So I digress. So it's, uh, <laughs> that brother was like squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new riff talk. So, so the so the uh, the bullet blender select. So I'm, I, you know, I got to be honest. I'm not like the uh, the biggest fan of just regular bullet uh, bourbon. Mm -hmm. But this blender select had just a different level of taste and complexity and just, um, you know, flavor that I don't, that I haven't gotten out of any other product out of bullet. And, and the fact that a sister is the one that's, that's blending this and, and, and putting it on the, on the market for them, uh, Ebony major, 
Uh, I'm gonna have to get it, give it four and a half black fist, man. I mean, it was wow. it was fantastic. If I could find a bottle, um, I would drink. So where did you get that bottle? Would be a, so I had a uh, I had a friend, a friend of a friend who had a bottle, and um, they gave me a pour, and I I was I was really impressed. So if you can find it, uh, I say buy it and um, support our girl Ebony Major. Uh, she she's definitely <clears throat> telling a lot more about her in the future. Yeah. I'm not, so do you think so you think you, you can find it um out, out of out of uh, um, Kentucky or do you think that's the only place you can get that? Or do you think it's you know what? Shipping? it was a, it was a limited release so right, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just well, I don't think they I don't think they made a whole lot, you know, maybe a couple of barrels. Honestly, I didn't do any research oh, on it other than the you. fact of you know what she did. If you can find it, grab it. Right. Okay. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm rooting for everybody black. You know, I like to hear about Uncle Nearest. I like to hear about the bullet blended, you know what I mean, with the sister doing it. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to offend anybody there because I say sister. You know, she's an African-American female to us. She close family, even if we don't know her. So I'm rooting right. for that brand. You feel me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, to want to talk about next episode, we want to um, hang a little bit longer, toast one more. Can, yes, can we toast? Can we yes. toast one? To to our heroes who passed recently. Yes, sir. Yes. You know, con- Congressman Lewis. Yes, definitely. And we lost true another, American hero. True American hero, uh, man. Reverend C. T. Vivian, can we just toast one real quick before we wrap? Absolutely. Cheers. No doubt. To the elders, transition to the ancestors, rest in power. Yes, sir. And, and by the way, I, you know, we as as we talk about those. Like incredible icons. It's a truly um, a calling, man. It's a calling. Yeah. I, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a challenge to all of us to make sure that we're we're you know not to not to get sappy and and working to to try to benefit other people. So totally agree with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we wrap up episode two or uh, episode three, we're going to welcome our first uh, guest to the show. It's going to be Celebrity Chef Bren Herrera. Is is that right? Bren Herrera. Man, Bren right. Herrera. I am so excited for this. Yeah, she's going to be coming to the show and she's going to come on and talk about bourbon cocktails and something that she really digs. And that's cooking with bourbon. All right. And you want to be here for that. Also, uh, go on our Instagram at the Black and Brown Podcast. Uh, follow us we'll follow back we'll holla at you tag us in photos and you can follow us on our uh, podcast at we're at Apple we're at Spotify we're on Google Podcasts we're on Pocket Podcasts we're on Breaker basically we're everywhere wherever you get your podcast and when you're on Apple leave us a review we prefer five stars or you can give us five stars if you want to email us tell us how to improve <laughs> you can hit us off at the black and brown podcast at gmail.com that's d-a black and brown podcast you can spell the rest because i know you're intelligent people because you're here you found us you're listening you're hanging out yeah cousins it's been real yes sir i appreciate it gentlemen stay black and keep it brown my man <laughs> all right fellas. cheers all right gentlemen yeah, cheers see you guys